listening to Pawnee Public Radio. With your hosts, Hannah and Will. Welcome back to Pawnee Public Radio. We hope that your week was was just delightful and full of food that maybe wasn't wasn't great for you, <laughs> but did something for your heart. <laughs> yeah. I hope you ate all the classics, turkey, mashed potatoes, <laughs> pecan pie. As an inside look, we are recording this the day before Thanksgiving. And right after this, I am going to attempt to bake my first ever pecan pie. We had a, I say pecan, so I think that's a regional thing, but we had a pecan tree in my backyard growing up. So I'm I'm nuts for those nuts, and I'm excited about your journey, Hannah. Let's, let's get right into this one, though, because we have a special guest. We're welcoming him into the house that, you don't that like, he owns. You want to be like, speaking of nuts, too risky, too dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of nuts... Of- Speaking of nuts, speaking of um, a, a mashed potato, nope, that, that was too risky and didn't make any sense. Uh, please welcome to Pawnee Public Radio, the one, the only, the head honcho, the coolest dude around, Rob Sesternino. Oh, <laughs> uh, you had it until the coolest dude around. Uh uh, how is the mashed potato risque? Is that a, a reference? That is that is that a euphemism that I'm missing? No, I just thought the listener would would buy into it. Would run with yeah. it. Yeah, would run with they it. Would, would take it. it and run. I wish <laughs> yes. I I should I should have brought over to my desk the bell that that I got for being a five time guest. Yes. Okay. Well, I am very excited to be here to talk uh, some parks and rec here. I feel like that I am just helping you move into your home even further. Yeah, I do feel like our this this house that we really paint for everyone does have the vibe of people being like, "Oh, like when did you move in?" And and our response is like, "We've actually been here for a while." <laughs> the the boxes are kind of a part of. We're using some of them for for side tables. We've really incorporated them into. Mm-hmm. So we're glad that you're here. Yeah, to, unpack. Yeah. <laughs> Make yourself comfortable. We'll unpack some of this. I Rob, right I off the like- bat. Uh oh. Right off of the bat, after the whole nut thing, I also just wanted to ask you. What's your relationship to Parks and Rec? How do you? What do you think yeah. about the show? Yeah. So good. Uh, thank you for asking. I uh, do really love the show. That I have been watching it very slowly on Netflix over the course of a couple of years. So I actually I watched uh, the show in real time, like uh, earlier on that I got into it. From that I used to be like a big like Alan Seppenwall fan and and just like uh like everything that he said oh this is important you have to watch this so that was a show that he was a big fan of I was not in on the ground floor but I like got caught up uh, around season three and then I was watching the show in real time in season three and then I think I just missed the beginning of season four and then I just never caught up in the rest of the series but then I have been watching it on. Formerly on Netflix, uh, now on Peacock. Is it is it Peacock or Peacock? <laughs> I, 
<laughs> well, how, how, peacock? how do you well, say the name of the animal? Peacock. <laughs> Will, yeah. Will had a pe- peacock? Yeah. A, pe- a peacock tree in his backyard. Yeah, so I, had would peacock, you say, well, I had a peacock tree in my backyard. It's not a pecan pecan issue. No, yeah, it's all it's all regional. I don't think you can say the yeah. names of animals wrong. I mean, they're all made up, mm-hmm. you know? Hippo, yeah. please. So, yeah, I went to go watch it on Netflix, and then it's like, eh, like, not on Netflix anymore. I gotta get in and get in on the peacock. Yeah, I feel like Netflix was was inches away from being like Kleenex, you know, just like the name of a brand that is, is just the thing that you use, and then peacock came yeah. in and just... Yeah, took all yeah. of our binges. So, with it. Yeah. <laughs> so that my wife and I have been watching the series very slowly on Netflix over we're almost through the end of season 6 that she has kind of petered out. I think that she is uh was wanted to move on to other shows. So uh, that we we may finish the series at some point. I get the gist of what's going on. <laughs> so you don't know the ending then. I don't know the ending, but uh, you know, I, I have a, I could speculate. I mean, I, I watched the quarantine special. You could connect the dots. Ah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I basically have an, so I, so season seven would be a blind spot for me. I've got some season seven is very good. I feel like mm-hmm. in terms of speaking of blind spots and just like not finishing shows during quarantine in particular, I've developed the habit of not there's there are multiple shows that I have like one to two episodes left and haven't finished. And I think yeah. I think then it's gone. Then it's gone. Yeah. And then you're you're actually done. And I don't want to finish anything. I know some people are, you know, mm-hmm. writing novels and screenplays, but I'm trying really hard not to finish anything <laughs> during quarantine. Sometimes I, sometimes when I binge watch a favorite show, I'm I get too sad to watch the last episode, like The Office. Yeah, I get too sad, and then sometimes I'll I'll watch the finale of The Office, and then I cry, and then I'll watch the table read of the finale of The Office and cry again, which I've done for many shows: The Good Place, The Office. If you're ever sad when you finish a show, watch the final table read. Oh, they're going to say you watch the table read of the finale of for a lot of shows. I I do after I finish the finale because I'm too sad that I finished it. Are those online somewhere? A lot of them are. A lot of times they film the final table read. And then you have yes. the actors reacting or crying and Yes. You get to you get it's like second second sip of a milkshake. Second, second will, milkshake. Mm-hmm. Will you post the table read of uh, this podcast that we done, did earlier? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> seeing you react to like the whole nut potato thing in real time was uh, <laughs> something that I will never forget. Yeah, it would be. It would be. I think not a lot of podcasts do that. I think it would be cool for the fans yeah. to you know see a, a podcast table the read. Curtain. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also just one of the most grotesque spit takes I've ever seen. I mean, the the way. The amount of projection that you were able to accomplish yeah. was. Uh, should we film yeah. the video? Should we record the video of this or just describe it and have people mm-hmm. run away with it? Rob, you're the head honcho. What do you think? Uh, I think that, it, you know, let's just describe it for now. Yeah. Perfect. I don't know if the audience is ready to see the video of the podcast <laughs> table reads. I think that, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Pulling back the curtain too far. <laughs> Podcasts um, really are just it's the man behind the curtain and you just stay there the whole time. It's it's the Wizard of mm-hmm. Oz without the last 20 minutes. Spoiler alert. Um, mm-hmm. But we've had we've had a century to watch that one. So I think that's okay. <laughs> we oh. watched an episode. Rob, you have so Rob, have you never seen season two or you said you went back? No, and- I see so I, I binged like the first the first couple of seasons to to catch up to season three. 
Then I was watching season three weekly when it was part of like the uh, must-see TV block Got that, it. you know, the re- must-see TV renaissance of Office and Parks and Rec was community also in there. It was like I was trying to be all in on the whole the NBC, NBC Thursday, Thursday night, 30 Rock was in there. Yeah, probably. So, 30 Rock circa like uh, 2008, 2009, whenever this was. So I, I was there and then I just ended up, uh, you know, falling out at some point and I never got caught up until the, the, a couple of years ago when uh, Nicole and I started watching them on Netflix. But for this podcast, you watched yeah. season two, episode 15, Sweetums, yes. the introduction of Sweetums, which will return as a returning character entity for many, many more episodes. Episode. How yes. did you did you enjoy it? We'll jump into what the stories were. But what were your reactions to this season two episode? Yeah, it was fun. You know, I think it explores a, you know, a central theme of the show, which I think is also a very important theme in our world right now of sort of like uh, the rights of uh, the citizens of Pawnee to sort of police themselves in terms of what they eat versus the uh, good nature of Leslie Nope trying to protect the Pawnee citizens from themselves. And Ron's very strong, uh, you know, libertarian views in this area. And then uh, there was other stuff going on with uh, Tom moving and people helping him. No, I couldn't. I couldn't watch it without thinking about all the parallels. And I wrote a bunch mm-hmm. of thoughts and how I think each of the characters might handle the current state. But we can get yeah. to that. I had a. I had a lot of feel once I once I thought of the sort of mask COVID parallels. It, it became a little overwhelming. And I know the podcast usually doesn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> is an escape from our world. And this can still be that, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the fan completely. fiction that you're working on is really, <laughs> really digs in deep. I, I yeah. Did- yeah, the the characters have very clear worldviews that which you can certainly map onto like how everybody would be feeling about. I mean, they did a whole episode about this. Uh, that they that they did a, a pandemic episode. <laughs> That was their whole reunion show. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it does a great job of of having like this is maybe one of the first episodes where the shape, the arc of of this particular episode is like an argument between two good friends. I think a lot of times it's yeah. Uh, so it's it's nice that now we know the characters well enough at this point in season two that I think we're getting mm-hmm. Ron and Leslie's. We're letting them have really different opinions. And, and still, like, be friends at the end. Um, still be friends and let them be open and influence each other, which is part of we're part of my thoughts of, like, the parallels to today. But, um, yeah, we're so, yeah, it's so fun having you here, Rob. But I think we should jump right into it. Yeah. Then we you should get into the story. If you can't sweetums, join them. Beatums. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we start off. Sweetums is about, it's when the park department forms a deal with the local company, which we have name dropped incessantly Sweetums, um, to try Mm -hmm. to sell energy bars at at the concession stands in local parks. Um, But before before we get to that, we we have a a delightful cold open, um, which I think Mike sure just loves fashion shows at work. I mean, we have a fashion show at work in the office, um, and we have another fashion show at work here with, uh, with Tom. Get a, we get a little peek, two little peeks into Tommy's closet in this in this episode, mm-hmm. his literal closet, and then the clothes that he's wearing. Um, but then we we kick it off with a, a it's not a it's not a news conference, but it's like um, almost a gala celebrating a partnership between Sweetums Gala Gala Pecan Pecan. 
Power on. Power on through. I have a, I have a gala, a gala uh, bush in my backyard. It's gala. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but we get uh, we get a Sweetum spokesperson uh, celebrating the partnership between this uh, this candy company with a new nutritious option, the Nutrium Bar, um, partnering with the Parks Department to bring Sweetums into parks across across Pawnee. Um, and everyone seems pretty pretty on board for it. I think they're a united front. And and Ron, we've talked about you know his libertarian values, but he uh, he thinks the whole government should be should be privatized. Um, so that wh- what are your guys' thoughts about Chuck E. Cheese maybe just taking taking over the Parks Department? So, uh. I'm really confused about like the nature of this deal between the Parks Department and uh, Sweetums. Is Sweetums paying money to sell the Nutri-Yums bars at the concession stands? Yeah, my understanding of it would be that the Parks get some percentage of the revenue that's sweet from Sweetums. And, and because of that, they get to sell their stuff exclusively in all the Parks. So Sweetums makes money. The Parks make money. And people get sugar, which is the way Ron sees mm-hmm. it is a win-win-win. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with Ron here. I, I think this is a win-win-win. Okay, yes, the Nutri-Yum bar is potentially not a healthy food, but it's not being served in like public school cafeterias to children like against their will or anything like that. People are at a park. Uh, they're already like uh, exercising and doing something. Like we can only have healthy food available not for purchase to, at the park. Not to disagree with you strongly, um, yes. but I think the main issue here is that it's misleading the consumer. Mm. That if it was similar to Crackle Bar- Barrel, which Andy thinks is healthy, but no one else does. Or was it crack? What is the candy bar? I think just crackle the bar. Uh, yeah, just crackle barrels. Yeah, restaurant. Crackle barrel yes. never is not trying to mislead anyone. They're very no. upfront. <laughs> 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 like, no. Here's your artery. artery just I like think, plug it directly. <laughs> I think the main issue like Leslie has is that they're saying that they're healthy, misleading yeah. the consumer. People are going to mm. become addicted to these basically sugar blocks and think that they're eating healthy and. As Leslie will say later in the episode, it's all about just informing the consumer so that they get to make the choices, but not letting mm. a corporate entity mislead them. Mm. Um, I, you know, not to Leslie nope you, but that's my Leslie perspective on it. Um, you have, yeah. you're taking yeah. issue with all the vests, Hannah. You think a commercial I, that shows oh my gosh. that many I love, fleece vests. I love this commercial. <laughs> so at the gala, they show a commercial of Nick Newport Jr., a very I love when um a guy has two sons and one gets the 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 dad's name and one yeah. the later one will meet Bobby Newport gets just a random name. What I love about it is I assume in that dynamic the son that doesn't get his father's name is constantly seeking approval, which we'll mm-hmm. learn is true. But we meet Nick Newport Jr., the receiver of Nick Newport Sr.'s name. Mm-hmm. And there his two kids, Dakota. And Lacey, I believe. Denver. Denver and Dakota. Denver and Dakota. And their dog. What is it? Shoelace? Shoelace. Shoelace. And they're all wearing vests, including the dog, telling the consumer how healthy nutriums are for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a great, like, 100% all natural corn, a little corn syrup, a drop of sunshine, and some other stuff. It's it's very, like. (laughs) I also just 
love to imagine sometimes what the casting call was for certain roles. Mm -hmm. And for this family, it's just so fun. It's like, you have to be the quintessential vest wearing, like a small town American family. And that's why I love this commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask a question about the Newport family? Uh, So I I know Paul Rudd shows up as Bobby Newport. What Mm -hmm. happens to uh, Nick Newport Jr.? He dies. He dies. <laughs> oh, this is, this is Leslie, very sad. It's murder. It's <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. There's a whole scandal. It's uh, you can watch it on slides and swings. They they dive into the mystery of the Nick Newport Jr. murder. His mm-hmm. kids are fine. Yes. Well, thank, they, go- thank goodness. I mean, they're fine, but they're also responsible. I mean, his blood is I'm literally s- on their you, hands. You, yeah, asked, you asked so sincerely. I don't I don't know what happens yeah. to Nick so Newport do they Jr. Just, they, they just like, it's like, just forget about Nick Newport Jr. And then at, I, at some, when they they got Paul Rudd and it's like, all right, he's a different Newport. I think, well, we, we definitely know who Nick Newport Sr. is because yes. we, we know that he marries uh, former beauty queen Jessica Wicks. We have that whole story. Yes. I think that... And he does die. Um, he does. Yes, he actually uh, (laughs) does. Um, but uh, Bobby Newport to me, like I said, I feel like his whole character is that he's not sort of the older brother that inherited the name. He's the one who like is seeking approval. So they don't bring Nick Newport back. I don't believe. But if you're a listener and you know the answer to this, please let us know. Do you think? Are you looking it up? I see like uh. Nick Newport Jr. versus Bobby Newport was a auto <laughs> fill for uh, whatever happened to Nick Newport Jr. from the uh, PNR subreddit. Well, what is what are the yeah. subredditors? They say, if you've ever seen The Office, it's a similar situation to a few things that happened there. Pam has two different actresses for her mother. She does, yeah. And Andy has two mm. different sets of actors for his parents. It's a little annoying, but ultimately not that big of a deal. Sometimes it's, it's hard a- to get an actor to come back and reprise <laughs> a small role they played. In the case of Parks and Rec, they obviously went in a good direction with getting Paul Rudd as Bobby Newport. I don't think it's as bad as Pam's mom. Pam's mom being two different <laughs> women really annoys me. Um, and I can't like process it. But in this case, I just assume Nick moved or like just isn't on screen. Bobby, they don't pretend Bobby Newport is Nick Newport Jr. I don't think they ever say like Bobby Newport's yeah. the only son. No, he's uh, just a different one. I guess did Nick Newport Jr. just leave the family business? I feel like there's white collar crime involved. You know, I feel like mm. I feel like there's something there's something going on with yeah. him and him and Shule, some kind of pyramid scheme going on there. Um, <laughs> yeah. maybe you guys can uncover what happened to Nick Newport yeah. <laughs> Jr. over the course we'll of to, Parks and Rec. We'll try to crack the code. Um, if I, you, the listener, have any ideas, if you've seen Nick Newport Jr., if he is your dad, if you're if you're Denver, Dakota, all grown up, please let us know. Write in, call in, let us know that that's who you are and what mm-hmm. happened. Please. Yeah, we're here for you. Um, we we get kind of right away that there's a little that there's a, the first whiff of tension between Ron and Leslie when. Uh, when they're ready to like head out, it seems like Leslie has three to four bags of just pure candy swag, which, mm-hmm. you know, game respect, respect game. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can identify with that. Um, can I say something yeah. here that I feel like that Parks and Rec has like a unrealistic depiction of what sugar does to the human body? I, I find often that I, I've watched many of these episodes 
uh, whether it's Leslie Nope or the people in the office, they like I've never like eaten a Snickers bar and then just like, Rob, like just like oh, like know, I just took know, it like a crystal meth <laughs> or something like that. Do you know how much sugar is in a Nutrium bar, though? <laughs> If I ate a bag of sugar, I, I don't think that this would have this reaction on me. I, I would do it. I want to get there. Okay. Okay. Look under your seat, Rob, right now. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. There is your bag. He's a listener. He's holding it up. Uh-huh. His bag of nutrients. We will see what effect yes. this has. Because this would be ideal for me. Something that would like get me up so so high where like I, I could get all my stuff done and then crash and come down. Yeah. Have that, you tried, I mean that would have really you tried cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're really looking for some stuff, we can we can touch what, base what is this you say? Co- that co- uh, how do you spell that? It's cocaine, cocaine. I think is how, how we said it in my region. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, look, I'll look into that. That is that is a fair that is that is fair, but we'll see how your nutrient bar affects you throughout this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Leslie goes with a lot of sugar. Ron uh has had a couple drinks mm-hmm. and is ready to drive. And Leslie takes out a very helpful drink chart slash poker tips chart. Yeah. And I feel like it would be an app now. Yeah, yeah. it would definitely be an app. Although I think for the screen. For you know the visual medium that is TV, it it mm-hmm. it, it might be more boring if she opens. An <laughs> I mean, iPhone until app. until you can laminate an app, mm-hmm. I yeah. think the laminated card still mm-hmm. has an edge, a slight edge. Yeah, yeah. spills um, mostly. I I really relate to her intensity about uh, drinking and driving. I mm-hmm. I'm such a lightweight drinker and such you know a ner- uh, Well, I'm not that nervous a driver unless I'm on a highway. I never, I never <laughs> mix the cars two even a little. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, we've talked, I think we've talked about this know. before on the pod, but I, in high school, I was in an anti-drug, anti-drinking club called No Smoking mm-hmm. Mon, where we would dress up as fictional <laughs> Pokemon yes, to yes. spread and awareness I, about the dangers of alcohol and tobacco <laughs> abuse. So what, <laughs> what uh, No Smoking Mon character were you? Great question. No, so No Smoking Mon was sort of the lead character. I, I, by the time I joined the club, they had done a couple parodies already. So I actually played a villain because I was on the swim team and had to shave my head. Um, so I played uh, Snortavort. I, I thought that sentence was ending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I I played like a, Vold- a Voldemort character inside the No Smoking Mon universe. There was a lot of kind of like crossing cosplay going on. <laughs> Were the names all plays on existing Pokemon properties? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't remember. That's an excellent one. Hmm. <laughs> And while Will was doing his No Smokemon Club, we all yeah. know that I won my uh, Dare essay contest and won a $100 savings bond from the Brookline Police Department, I believe. Oh, wow. So Will and I would have been friends who didn't drink in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would have been friends with Leslie in this scene, who sits on mm. Ron's hood uh, until for an hour until the chart says he's ready to drive. How she did, also learns that the dealer has an advantage in poker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an effect. It seems like a pretty good card. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. doing a lot of good here. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then we, the next day, we we sort of realize that this has really gotten under Ron's skin and that to prove his point, he has had six 
six more glasses of whiskey and has made a truly beautiful wooden harp with some very dangerous yeah. sounding tools. Did does anyone here know what any of those tools are? Are we are we those people or are they all <laughs> oscillating fan blade? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) it's delayed, but I ordered a hammer. Yeah. So Ron drank nine glasses of scotch in uh, a night. Yeah, I think. I mean, it seems like he did sober up because of Leslie after the first. Does this fall into sort of your sugar? Do you think maybe alcohol is less powerful and sugar is more powerful in this universe? Is that? I think so. I mean, I feel like not. I'm not a scotch drinker. Uh, I I like the idea of the giant ice ball. I think that that would be fun, but I'm yeah. not a scotch drinker. Not really a big drinker. Uh, but what, I feel like that nine glasses of scotch. It's kind of is, is that a bottle of scotch? Look like, under can the your human... seat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What are your? You'll find nine glasses <laughs> of scotch to be drank throughout this podcast. They there are we go. Luke, you know? Lukewarm. We just discussed it. Yeah. Yes. Johnny Walker plaid. Yeah, what's uh, should we go around? What's everyone's vices? Just uh, does everyone anyone have a vice they want to show up? You just kind of like shout out or throw out there any hmm. personal, <laughs> deeply personal struggles. Um, <laughs> although I guess Ron isn't; he's not ashamed. He's a proud drinker of scotch, and he'll sure and he'll do it again. Oh, there's no shame in his I game. I have a lot of thoughts. Well, we'll get to I guess after we finish this story though uh, about Leslie's effects and the effects of. Spoiler alert, Ron's future family on a lot of these beliefs. And we'll see throughout mm-hmm. the series the evolution of these beliefs where he still like is a libertarian, but you know, maybe changes the way he thinks about some of these things and how it might affect him and others, which, you know, I like that our characters can grow, but it's cool that this is the place they started and that, you know, Leslie and Ron, the heart of the show, <sighs> come from very different um, core beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. I think with the whole Ron thing, I think there's a, of like, is it freedom from doing something or freedom to do something? I feel like that is part of sort of his, like do you freedom to do whatever you want or freedom from, you know, <laughs> either hurting someone on accident or, uh, or well, well, as we'll learn later, kicking the bucket a little early and really, mm-hmm hurting people that way because of yeah. because of sad because of sad well, hurting people because leslie, of sad mm-hmm. leslie is so passionate in this episode where, that she goes to a place she swore she'd never go to the library to try to do more research on sweetums and she finds really old looking um yeah. tapes i don't I think know it's yeah. film. like an eight millimeter film yeah. yeah which is film. which is after Anne and kind of pops in really she oh, plays yes. her nurse card again and and is very much like these just because Lance Armstrong is on the packaging doesn't mean that these are these are good for you. Um, yeah, and I, I she has think a it's lot really of comments to say about the kids of Pawnee. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, the phrase the phrase "chunk monster" is something that I think if I had been called that when I was a husky preteen, I maybe would have reclaimed, you know, and made it like a positive thing. Like, I, yeah, I'm a chunk monster. I'm a, I'm a chunk monster, mom. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> It reminded me my friend matched with someone on a dating app recently and Congratulations. He, yeah, oh, wow. congrats to my friend. It's not easy. Uh, it's tough out but there. hold hold back your congrats because Uh-oh. uh he he's a pediatrician and thought 
on his this is him on his best behavior that insulting the weight of his patients was a great way to flirt with her. And uh, a pediatrician, like a, like a kid's doctor, like a yeah. kid's doctor. A doctor so, for so kids? your friend matched with a pediatrician, and then he was commenting that he has very overweight patients that are kid children. Yes. Hmm. Would this work for you? Yes or no? <laughs> Let us know in the comments below. That that hmm. is, I do feel like that's information that you're not going to get in a in a swipe left or right. You know where you're not. <laughs> <laughs> just by the look of someone it's going to be hard yeah. to tell is that a HIPAA violation <laughs> yeah so if you are hinge please sue him for HIPAA breaking <laughs> I think I it's think, on hinge to sue him well I think we're all in violation now that we have this information I think you telling us means that now we are also oh, technically buggers. yeah but I like how Anne points out the obvious that the corn syrup is bad they go to the library they get the secret t- film tapes and then they're about to approve it approve the Sweetums partnership. And mm. Leslie has a lot of sidebars in which she says, we need to hold a town forum first. We need to hear from the people mm. to protect our interests. Ron is not overjoyed by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> it, it leads us to our town hall. So uh, just to go back to where we were talking about that, uh, the uh, the ethics of the Nutri-Yum bar yes. in Pawnee, that I almost feel like that marketing this as like a nutritious item in Pawnee is going to hurt the sales of it. That I feel like <laughs> that the people of Pawnee like openly reject anything salads, yeah. that sounds Sue healthy. Salads, they boo. I mean, there's a lot they of talk about of Paunch town. Burger being like the number one uh, fast food chain. So in terms of uh, the, the if, you, if you didn't want people to eat this, like calling it the Nutri-Yum Bar, is that this is the best way to market this it. This is really a Josh Wiggler type comment in which I'm never going to see it the same way again, <laughs> where this whole episode would have been solved if Nutri, if uh, Sweetums just said, this is like, a sweet, fantastic, amazing thing. And they would have all eaten it. Mm -hmm. This is like when Josh pointed out to us that Andy should have sued the city for upwards of $100,000, that he had a good case. And it feels like a similar revelation. You're right. The the problem is also the solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all... all And is doing more harm by saying like, no, (laughs) yeah, this is really bad for you, this stuff. Um, that's that makes really them want funny. it more. Yeah, that just yeah. riles They're them the bad up. boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, don't tell I, us what we can't do. Now we want it more. I love when we get our town halls, um, our town forums in Pawnee Public Radio. Uh, we've seen mashups on, you know, the internet about comparing these town halls to maybe some of the opinions of today. Sure. Again, those sweet, sweet parallels. Um, <laughs> But, you know, like, oh, gosh, there's just so many good lines from this uh, town hall that they've all blended together into a laugh track. And I'm forgetting all of them. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I think the line that I that feels like the last sort of epitomizes like the last eight months for me was I've been eating lasagna and muffins every day for my yes. entire life. And I feel terrible. And I <laughs> feel like, terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a connection here <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy who's trying to pick up Ann Perkins. Yes, my uh, friend. No, it's his friend, Rob. Yes, and then he uh, demands that he get her email address, and he says he just got on AOL. Yeah, he he gives off big big pediatrician vibes, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Really? 
really comes across <laughs> as a kid doctor. Yeah, Anne might like that. Yeah. Um, but I love how Leslie's like, no, this was more on topic than usual. Like mm-hmm. this was this yeah, was a better questions are related. I like yeah. sure if sugar's so bad, how come Jesus made it taste so good? That is just yeah. a great line. <laughs> There's also a man who's proposing that instead of the Nutrium bar, that they all eat uh, ham and mayonnaise sandwiches. And he's really dug in on that. Is he the local butcher? Does he run a deli? Yeah, what's in it for him? I feel him? like that's too logical a mm-hmm. um, a reason. I feel like you, you've, you if you add logic to these town haulers, but he gets a chant going, a ham and mayonnaise <laughs> chant. The whole room is in on it. The so. whole room. If ham and mayonnaise was my favorite sandwich, I would want as few people as possible to also eat ham and mayonnaise because there's less for me. But I, maybe I'm just living in like a scarcity mindset. He he does strike me as someone who like gets it's like someone who gets excited about democracy for the yard signs. He's like mm-hmm. he's into town halls because he's like another another chance for me to get a chant going. Like I think he mm-hmm. he's like fixated on the wrong the wrong part of this of this experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can I can also relate to I mean the electricity in the room. Just imagine Ugh. everyone chanting. It's a real together. battle. It's sort of a battle between Leslie and Anne trying to inform the people, and then Ron and the Sweetums representative. Which you know, I mean, I feel like this was the potential to have a great character, the Sweetums representative. But he just sort of pops in for this this app. Um, so first. The Sweetums rep shows, again, the lovely family of vests. And then Leslie uses her film from the library that mm-hmm. she was going to just check out. But the librarian hates her and says she has a $40 fi- fine for uh, Mysteries of the Female Orgasm, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yes. so she runs out. But I love when she runs out with the, t- the, the tape, she also just shoves a, a, a mm-hmm. stack of books and says, yes. book suck it book jockeys yeah, or something like that book jockeys yeah there are a lot of can we really good insults call- for like innocent innocent people <laughs> in this episode. What, what are you saying Ron? can we call out the librarian i feel like that that was uh that you know Im- improper and that uh if, if leslie nope has uh mysteries of the female orgasm on uh and i noticed that she she uh the librarian is just making that up but pick a better pick is. a better book to shame her with okay yeah. here's my theory at first, Leslie's like, oh, you're making it up. But then it seems like she processes it. I think Leslie's checked out this book. I think it's real. Hmm. I feel like I see in her face, oh, this is true. And then she yeah. runs. Because I feel like the lady tried to yell it out so loud to embarrass her. She definitely her. tried to shame her with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Will? No, I mean, librarians are in the, they're in the wrong here across the board. Um, yeah, that's a that's a HIPAA violation yeah. too. I think LIPA, right? Isn't it uh, for the library? <laughs> oh, okay. It's not like uh, no, it's yeah, it's it's all bad. But I but I do I think I think that there is this book on Leslie's shelf somewhere. Thank you. I believe um, this as well. But but I but I also like to think that it's still kind of a mystery. But we can move mm-hmm. on if you want. What? <laughs> but she got the tape, and the tape is. Is Nick Newport Sr., mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. um, talking about how uh, much high fructose corn syrup is are in uh, Sweetums products and how they're trying to, uh, yeah. you know, fatten up citizens. Well, livestock. It's like he's it's before <laughs> they put it into candy. They're talking about like we get real like look at these fat, docile cows and pigs. And mm. I think then it, it cuts the footage of like. You know, happy, chubby animals. 
Was um, Nick Newport Sr. eventually planning to eat the people of Pawnee? Was that the master plan? I think that's plan? clearly the goal. He's like, we're going to make the citizens of Pawnee like <laughs> yeah. docile like these animals, and then we're going to murder them all. Maybe that's where Nick Newport went, to go to a different town and try to execute this plan. Nick Newport Jr. Maybe he found out the family secret and left. There's definitely like an uh, un, an unpitched episode of like Sweetums as people is like is the final mm-hmm. line of, of some episode out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will say, you know, it is a really creepy video, and for a moment, brief moment, you think the town hall might go their way, mm-hmm. but then the Vest family is there. Nick yeah, Huber it's Jr., Dakota. It's Denver, Denver. Dakota. But everyone but no, shoelace. Yeah. Um, everyone but shoelace, and that should have really been a sign that this was a trick to be eaten. Mm-hmm. No dog. <laughs> yeah, they 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 don't really stand a chance. There's an, a real a real Oprah moment, but instead of cars, it seems like it's just a little bag of candy under everyone's seat. Um, I love the shot of Ron excitedly looking <laughs> under his seat and realizing there's nothing there because they're in front. Yeah, there's lots of giddy. Ron is is. Uh, Images of Giddy Ron does to me what Parks and Recreation thinks Sugar does to its characters. I think where it's like I get really hyped up when I when I see him get going. But he yeah. his celebration carries on into the night, um, and we next see him with a turf and turf, which is as we all know. But he's just- at dinner with he's at <laughs> yeah. dinner with New- yeah. Nick Newport Jr. looking much less wholesome. Yeah, who's picking this- up the tab here, Nick Newport Jr. He's Probably, gotta. but where is Denver and Dakota? <laughs> hmm, good question. Um, and <laughs> this is a moment. Somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is the moment where Ron kind of, you know, crosses the line of rudeness. I, I love, I do love though. He's like, I can smoke the cigar and eat this steak if I want to. And the the restaurant, the waiter comes in, is like, you can't smoke inside, sir. And he goes, I I respect that. And then he goes outside and goes, it's too cold. Um, and Leslie pulls him aside and says, you know, you're going to die early if you keep this up and it's fine because I have a beautiful eulogy for you. I've already written it, but also I love you and I don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this I think is the thing that sticks a little, which is sort of my point when I think of the parallels between today and, um, I, it, you know, it's obviously maybe rose-colored glasses looking at Ron, but there's been a, there's a lot of questions about like, well, what would a libertarian Ron think of certain things today? And this is a bit of a spoiler. So if you um, have not watched ahead, go outside with your cigar right now and then come back in like 30 seconds. Um, but I, I think you're going to spoil 2020 for people that uh, <laughs> have been have the Spoiler, whole time on DVR and they're going to talk about what happens. Yeah. yeah, but you know, Ron eventually gets a family and is told he has slightly high cholesterol, and the doctor encourages him to occasionally eat a banana. And at first, he doesn't want to, but he thinks is about that his- all you have to do? Yeah, according to this world, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know. Uh, Anne says, you know, think of your kids and your family. And so he puts a banana inside a hamburger and chomps it down for his family. And so I yeah. think I think this is Ron at the beginning of that growth. Um, so I'd like to think that Leslie has an effect on him. His family has an effect on him in terms of certain 
personal responsibility and a responsibility Mm -hmm. to others, Mm -hmm. which is how in my head I justify the fact that Ron would wear a fucking mask. (laughs) So I don't want to hear it. (laughs) He, I, I think he would wear one where he had to, but I also feel like that he would uh, strongly oppose the idea of uh, having to wear masks. I thought about this a lot. This was a huge yeah. discussion in my head while I was watching this because I was like, ah, I love him, but I want him. You know what? I think Diane turns to him and goes, listen, I want you to be here when your kids grow up. Here are the reasons that you're a higher risk person. And I think mm-hmm. for his family, he puts on a damn mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ron I know could be you in a high disagree. risk group at this point. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, this is my thing. I think that he evolves and I think. Leslie evolves too. I think everyone changes for the better because of the people around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I know the listeners listening might disagree with some of my thoughts. And maybe again, you think I'm just like defending a character because I love them, so I want to believe the best in them. But maybe I am. But I have the microphone, so that's what I'm gonna <laughs> that's do. That's right. I I'll also just throw out there that I think there's a world where Ron refuses to ever wear a mask but also no one outside of his pod has seen him for nine months because yeah. he, he loves self-isolating cat, yeah. so yeah, much yeah he would like the <laughs> no shelter in place that, yeah. you know what? That <laughs> he would like that a grade in between yeah. you're right they're like yeah. how like, do you go grocery shopping and he's like i i've had i've I can been do hunting. this for another 10 years <laughs> yeah, yeah i have my yeah, story I'm waiting for kids, this diane and the kids and him are off in some yeah. cabin and they're like isn't it crazy what's happening in 2020 and he's like what do you mean Mm-hmm. <laughs> just not yeah. Ron. Uh, Ron, I just called you Ron. Well, well, thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. I like the end of this though because the end is Ron apologizing to Leslie. Yeah, I mean, and I think he he, you know, it, it's the nice sort of an acknowledgement that he recognizes that his actions have an effect on other people, and. He also and does that he like cares a small thing taking Leslie. care of her. Yeah, he takes mm-hmm. the nutrient yeah, away from he her. He has her throat. Yeah. I I maintain that Ron and Leslie are the heart of Parks and Recreation. I think in a later season when they're fighting, the heart has to be mended before it can feel like the show that we love again. I just I genuinely believe that that they're the relate the, the core relationship at the heart of the show. And um I think that continues to be true. What do you think? Uh, I almost called you Ron. I'll just respond to Ron. Ron, Ron and Ron yes. are close. Yeah. He's closer. No, I'm I calling think everyone Ron now. Ron, uh, you know, turns around in this episode that he talks about. He tells a story earlier in the episode about how there was a man that he knew who was 43 years old and like ballooned to be 600 pounds and died of uh, a massive heart attack. And Ron said that that was a beautiful story because that, that was his decision to get to be 600 pounds. And Ron really admired that that's what he chose to live his life that way. And that's ultimately how he died. And then by the end of the episode, Ron, you know, hears about the eulogy that Leslie is planning for him and decides that, yes, OK, he does have the agency to decide if he, uh, you know, eats himself to death or not and ultimately chooses okay, I don't want to eat myself to death just because I can, because I don't want Leslie to give that eulogy. I, I also think, want to point yeah. out a very obvious thing. Uh, we obviously understand that like this, the, the, the difference in the parallel is masks protecting not just yourself, but others. Yes. 
And um, obviously, I think almost the drunk driving a little bit, uh, you know, the drinking and driving a closer metaphor there. But um, I also think that's a thing. People care about him and he care he cares about people. And so I wanted to point out that very obvious. Yeah, um, no, that's a good point. Difference. But yeah, it's it's a clear effect that Leslie has on Ron from that original statement. Just Leslie's unconditional, relentless love. Sorry, uh, Ron, Will, I think I interrupted you. <laughs> no, you said it. You said it uh, beautifully. Um, Thank you I, so much, Will. I will say we've, we've left. Uh, I know Tom needs our help a little bit. He is <laughs> going through a divorce right now. And we went straight through the A story and have left him doing a fashion show at the very beginning of the episode. Let's so, get to the baby B. Yeah. Can you also remind me the uh, Justin Thoreau uh, yes, character? Yes. That uh, who is he? What what what's going on yeah, here? I'll do a quick. I was gonna say, you know, that cold open uh, is a reminder that Leslie is dating Anne's lawyer friend, Justin. Justin mm. is. Um, he, he works as a civil litigation lawyer. He is sort of, um, he has all these stories. He travels the world. Leslie likes going to Indianapolis with him. Yeah. And he seems perfect so far. Yeah. So No red flags. Perfect. Um, but Anne was sort of saving him, but then a couple episodes made the decision to give his number to Leslie and set them um, up on a date because Leslie had flirtations. I like to think this is Justin Thoreau and that the reason everyone is in awe of him is because this is Jennifer Aniston's ex. <laughs> mm. But um, we talked about this, but with Tom, he's in love with his ex-wife, Wendy, but he also wants to be this character, Justin. So he has two people he's sort of in love with, Justin mm-hmm. and uh, Wendy. Did that explain it? A little to, bit, a little bit. A he little doesn't bit. really ever become a thing, right? Um. Well, spoiler alert, we will see why they <laughs> may or may not work in the coming episodes. Okay. Rob having that little bell makes me want to get a little spoiler alert. I think that could be helpful for me. I'll find oh, my own instrument. Yeah, maybe a chime. Uh-huh. Maybe well, a little... I have I have an RJP belt. Let's try that out next time. I don't want to stop our flow and go get it, but <laughs> yeah. in the future we can do that. Yeah, Justin, you know, Leslie dated Dave the cop who was sort of in awe of her and chasing her, and now she has this guy who she's a little nervous around or in awe of in certain ways. Um and so, yeah, she, he, I don't want to call him purely a rebound, but we are just trying out different relationships mm-hmm. until like the three little bears. She tries a porridge that is just right. Ew, I hate the metaphor of trying porridge to dating. Oh, that's yeah. weird. It feels, it feels, it feels wrong. Okay, let's get to the B story. I, I hope that explained it. Yeah, a nice porridge. Um, so Tom is, Tom is rounding up. He's rounding up everyone in the office to get to get help moving. Um, we've all been in both boats, I imagine, the mover and the moving helper. Um, mm-hmm. And I had gotta, a nightmare moving situation once. What like, happened? Like yeah. it was the worst case scenario. It was it was in college. I was moving out of an apartment, and my aunt came to help me move, <laughs> and she parked her car for like ten seconds in this this lot in front of my apartment. 10 like 10 seconds later her car is getting towed 
She came to Hatley move and her car, she starts screaming and crying. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she came to help me. And we watched as they towed her car away. Uh-huh. And if I think about it too long, I will shudder. It was <laughs> the worst. When someone does something so nice for you and then, uh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to live in that trauma for a minute. You can yeah. keep going. Um, my worst moving story is that one time I, I got a U-Haul truck and then I hired somebody that I knew. And when I first moved to Los Angeles, I only knew like people that were on reality shows. So I hired a Big Brother contestant named <laughs> Scott Long, who was on the Big Brother 5. And he's kind of like a meathead uh, kind of guy. And he came over and he was like, super hungover. It was like a Saturday morning. He was like super hungover and he had been like out partying the whole night and he's like, he broke a lot of our stuff like in the course of like trying to move it and Nicole was like crying of like, oh, he broke my dresser. I'm like, I I don't, I don't know what he was. Like, uh, he he was like really like doing like very like dangerous moves of like, uh, you know, that, that, um, I don't know. It was, it was, I don't recommend it. Don't don't hire. So would you say a, a, that that he was worse with your stuff than I was when I spilled coffee all over your house? Yeah, because I don't think that you were trying to be reckless on purpose. No. Yeah, well, it I was, was an holding accident. a coffee <laughs> right. and dropped a coffee, and it hit the ceiling, the wall, and the floor. Like, he was trying to pull off like particularly ambitious Why? moves to sort of like get like a th- like a thrill. Like um, we were like on we lived in like a place where had, we were on like the third floor and. <laughs> He there was like parkouring like, your stuff from one apartment to the next. A little bit. Like there was like it was like an open courtyard and he was like trying to like move things like across like where the things could like fall into the courtyard. Like this is like the dumbest way to do this. Why are you why are you doing it this way? Uh so yeah, don't don't I, I don't recommend. Scott Long, if you're watching. <laughs> yeah. Blacklisted. If you're <laughs> By the way, this story is much funnier if you know who Scott Long is from Neither Big Brother. Neither of us do. I'm going to Google it and listening does. Somebody does. I famously don't watch mm-hmm. Big Brother. Okay, I'm going to just look up Scott Long. Yeah. No, yeah. They, all I see is a U.S. born activist and, and human rights attorney. No, I don't think not that's him. him. That's not him. <laughs> um, speaking of moving, the B story is moving nowhere thanks to me bringing up horror stories. <laughs> it will help. Well, the um, whole point is that you need friends. Mm-hmm. You need someone with with a pickup truck to pick mm-hmm. up. Oh, this right is Scott Long. This yeah. guy you has to be Scott Long. Him. Yeah, yeah, he is um, nicknamed Savage, and he was savage with their stuff. He was savage with our stuff, yeah. He was known for being the right-hand man, of course, to Jace Wiry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we all know this. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So I. So Tom kind of. You know, Tom had a very we thought sympathetic episode last episode at Leslie's dinner party where he was in this really tough spot where he was in love with his ex wife who had been invited and he was trying to impress her. I feel like again we talk about pendulum swinging. Um, mm. Well, I've mentioned it, I guess. Uh, I feel like the pendulum <laughs> swung back, and this is a very sort of classically season two selfish Tom episode where he he gets Mark to come help him move. I did quotation air quotation marks, but the listener, you you didn't see that. Um, and so Mark, I you know you feel for Mark a little. He he apparently always <laughs> no, gets asked I didn't. To move I did not feel for Mark in any way. You think because you actually think it's his fault because he no, he no, got that what, pickup truck. You know what? 
Tom is like, hey, can you help me move? And 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 uh, Mark is like, oh, <laughs> I guess so. And then he was like being like such a cop at like Tom's house of like, oh, are we going to like, uh, uh, hey, we need to get all this stuff out of here. It's not your house. If Tom's stuff doesn't get out of there, it's not your problem. The anxiety Dude. of the task not getting done. I I dislike Mark. We've we've shit on mm-hmm. him a lot on this podcast, but it's one of these things where you would assume if someone asks you to help move that they've loaded the boxes. Like you mm-hmm. get there, I guess if you get there, it's not packed. I guess an option would be to say, re- text me when you're actually packed up, and I'll come help you move, and then drive Dude, just away. Just leave. Just leave. I I, I get that. <laughs> that. Mark is sort of a character that has. Wah, wah, opinions, but doesn't actually take action with any of them. This has been a pattern, but mm-hmm. the whole crew helps him move. Donna's there with her Mercedes Benz, Benz with one box. <laughs> None of the stuff is packed, and it's uh, in a very funny moment. Um, Tom goes up to to Andy and goes, "You know, I want to propose a business thing. I'm moving," and Andy goes, "Can I help you move?" And then April goes, "I'll come too." Apparently, she had already said no at first and said she'd rather watch her grandparents' sex. Tape, but mm-hmm. because she's in love with Andy, decides to jump in, and uh, so they both agree. But I love the line Andy goes: "It's so great, your grandparents still have sex." Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just so genuine. Anyway, so everyone's there to help, and Tom has not moved at all. He's not packed up his stuff. That's why I'm at least a little empathetic. Tom, this is just bad Tom behavior too. But I guess mad bad Mark behaves bad bad behavior. Yeah. I don't know if bad Jerry's behavior from Mark is the right. It's just like, uh, like he's just he's a loser. Whiny. Yeah, just leave. <laughs> just leave. He's, he's like he's taking everything so hard a little bit, right? Like he's yeah, he's choosing for it to be his problem. But I think maybe I don't want to generalize, but I think that's a pickup guy thing. I think pickup guys. I think that's just who they are. You know. That's and guys with pickup trucks of pickup. Like all the, the yeah. classic pickup country guys. music song. Meet me in the back of my pickup truck, but don't ask me Whoa. to help you move, you little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Old language. <laughs> language. Um, the classic ooh. refrain, you little bitch. <laughs> um, Keith McGraw. You know, they, I just think I, the thing I also feel like is bad Tom behavior is everyone's packing up these boxes and Tom is ordering food for one and and mm-hmm. like not helping at all. And the only sort of sympathetic moment we get from him is with Wendy, who comes over when the stuff is sort of packed up. And we remember that he's in love with his now ex-wife and that she clearly doesn't seem to feel the same way. And no. he gets too scared to tell her how he feels. And... So I understand that he's sort of mourning that, but he's walking around. He's not doing anything. He wants to watch the shark movie. Well, I think Andy wants to watch the, the shark movie. He says that uh, yeah. Andy says that Deep Blue Sea is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> and it's the Agree Canadian version. So it's got a little, <laughs> the 20 a little more to it. <laughs> yeah. I do think Andy is, I mean, he is the perfect person. He's someone who loves moving, you know, which I actually, I think I went through a phase. He's where a moving I, buff. He's a moving buff. Yeah. Um, I think I, I can kind of relate to just like, I also personally love a good move. You know, you start in a place that's full of stuff and at the end of the day, it's empty. Um, you get to have pizza and beer with your friends. If you're not friends with Tom, like I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, it can well, be a really good communal but day. Jerry gets pizza because Wendy orders them pizza. Yeah. Canadian and sausage. 
everyone's mm-hmm. favorite kind of, of slice. Oh we also meet um, one of my favorite characters, um, mm-hmm. who's DJ Roomba in DJ this episode. DJ Roomba. Mm-hmm. Um, a nano iPod taped to, <laughs> taped to a, a Roomba. Um, to, to, to a, a Roomba. A macro Roomba, yeah. Um, which I think is another humanizing moment for Tom is when when Jerry messes up everything and uh, and kills kills DJ Roomba. Yeah, I mean they didn't save him pizza, so yeah, it's <laughs> just Andy's crusts. It's a very <laughs> it's a a rough a rough uh, a rough moment. Um, but the the big twist is that uh, after they pack up all the stuff. Um, Tom can't move into his place yet. There's a some issue with his apartment. Yeah, it seems like there's a gas leak. We shouldn't get too into it. Um, <laughs> but it but it ends with with all of his friends turning down his plan for them to just unload into their own houses and then pack back up and move him into his new apartment. And they uh, yeah. they drop everything off at the office. I, I have a major also, question. Oh. Yeah, oh, please, 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 please. <laughs> Why was it necessary to like they were? It was just gonna be like what two days later that they were gonna have to move the stuff to the new place. Like, why unpack all the vehicles? It seems like, like it it was still more work than they needed to do. Mm-hmm. So you would say that Mark should just drive around with the mountain of boxes. Where's he going? He's Mark. He's got nothing. He's like, well, I, gotta, a- I promised somebody else I'd help them move tomorrow, so I gotta get this stuff out of my car. I'm angry about it, but I'm not gonna do anything. Yeah, um, whatever. There's one part that I did like that we um, I may have glazed over, which was uh, April's boyfriends come mm. and show up, and they. Um, they sort of tease Andy for his, you know, Dave Matthew band broiness, but also they stay and seem to help. Like they, they're eating pizza with the group after as well. Um, and we, I, yeah, maybe they come in with some Tom energy where they're like spectators. It's like a spectator sport, and they're watching. <laughs> they're watching a move. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, we also get this moment of hesitation from April, where um, Andy wants to know if she wants to watch him do tricks in the parking lot and she resists she's questioning her um you know the sort of snarky judgment of everything life she's led before to this it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's the first time i think she realizes that maybe she has to make a choice between Mm. this new crush that she has and Mm -hmm. and kind of the way the path that she's been going down with ben and Derek, who say you know this is what we do we make fun of people um which I think you were kind of talking about like the spirit of the show, Rob, but I think that that is also part of it of like the show isn't a show that just makes fun of people. Um, mm-hmm. Even even when it does a little bit at the town halls, I think it lets off a little steam and makes fun of certain kinds of people. Um, but I think it, you know, it's a show that in terms of the growth of all the characters, we see them all kind of like angling towards that kind of either open-mindedness or, or um, yeah, just being a little, not defaulting towards making fun of someone else unless it's Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is nice. But, yeah, I think we, speaking of, of town halls, I think we should do have. Should we do it? Should we friggin' hear we what get into the people some of these- have to say? Now, yeah, before we get started, uh, we have started to get some emails about our raffle. 
Uh, if you haven't um, gotten involved with the raffle yet, let's just remind you what's going on. Uh, if you screenshot your five-star review on Apple Podcasts and send it to us, your name will be entered into a raffle. Wow. Uh, the winner of the raffle gets to come on Pawnee Public Radio and be an expert in one of our expert segments. You've seen Desi do it about beauty pageants, Matt about Venezuela. That could be you. And the catch is that if you get your friend to subscribe, screenshot their five-star review, your name gets entered for each friend you do that with. And we are thrilled about this. You you like a good raffle, right, Rob? I love it. Have you ever won anything Um, in a raffle? Ever won anything in a raffle? Um, I think I won a autographed uh, photo of a player from the Mets in elementary school, and another time when I was older, I believe I won a portable DVD player at an insurance Ooh. conference. Ooh. Portable DVD players and the idea of being able to smoke a cigar inside both feel like from the same mm-hmm. era. Like I think yeah. those. There's like a crossover there in terms mm-hmm. of when those things were going on. Yeah. Um, I won a pie walk once. Well, pie that takes walk? skill. Yeah. You walk in a circle and then whatever circle you land on, you, there's circles on the ground. The num- You have a number on each circle. And then if they pull your number, you win a pie. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, if you want to call in about pie walks or anything at all you can send us uh these town hall voicemails at speakpipe dash pawnee public radio tweet at us at radio pawnee email us which is how you email in your raffle screenshots um town hall at pawneepublicradio.com or you can tweet those at us and uh leave a five-star review yeah, pawnee you can, public radio where you find podcasts you can always text me at <laughs> so that's another way to get a hold wow. of me. <laughs> yeah, um, let's get to these. Uh, the first one is Anonymous 113, I believe. Yeah. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Will. Still loving the podcast. And now with Rob on the podcast, my favorite podcaster, it couldn't be more perfect. I want to start by saying thank you to Rob for making Pawnee Public Radio possible with your <laughs> sponsorship and your belief. Mm-hmm. Um, in the podcast. Yes. Uh, I want to turn, though, to the B story, which is the moving story. Um, when you get, we have this expression now, when you get to be a certain age, friends don't ask friends to help them move. Um, so my question for you three is, what is something that you no longer would ask your friends to help you do? Bye. And again, great to have Rob here. Yes. What a, what a great uh, listener of the, the podcast. She seems very supportive. Yeah, she is a record-breaking, yes. loving mother <laughs> of mine. Uh, she's obvious, She's a really big RHAP fan as well. She, she always, <laughs> whenever there's a Survivor season, she'll call me and be like, well, this is what they were talking about on the know-it-alls. Mm-hmm. This is what they think. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's a big Rob Sesternino, Josh Wiggler fan as well. Uh, my mom has really gotten into the podcast world. Um, but she had a great question, too. What would you not do uh, or tell a friend, yo, you can just pay for that at this point in your life? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, uh, I really I don't have any friends, so <laughs> this is difficult to answer. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I'm your friend. We're friends, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but, but nobody like in. I have no physical friends, like of people that. Well, none like, of us uh, have physical friends anymore. Yeah. I I think I have maybe learned a, the wrong lesson in my in my age, my aging, and I think I still ask my friends for help with most with most things. Um. I I guess I I I <laughs> I hired someone to help me move in a couch. So I think that that is a sign of a certain kind of growth mm-hmm. where it's like I think I'm always happy to help people move if they need a hand. I'm big Andy vibes there, but but I think for like something that requires angles, you know, that, that requires like mm-hmm. the geometry of, of navigating a couch, um I I think I yeah, I think couches I wouldn't ask my friend for help with couches. You're on your pivot, pivot, mm-hmm. that yeah. friends moment. <laughs> you know, it's so hard to think about things you ask your friends to do without mm-hmm. <laughs> the physical, um, yeah, people. Oh, what would I not ask my friends to do anymore? I also feel like I asked my friends for, I feel like I feel yeah. like I used to just I think it's the opposite. I used to always Uber Lyft to the airport. Again, we're talking about non-2020 times, but yeah. I started, you know, giving my friends rides and they would give me rides and um you know, that exchange of rides is the opposite direction. Uh one time I even like packed my friend a little plain snack bag. And then she did the same for me. I think I think friends are great. I miss them. Um, I love you, Mom. Thanks for calling in. The next voicemail is anonymous number 114. We're almost at 200, guys. <laughs> Hi, Hannah, Will, and Rob. My name is Danny, and I'm from Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, I'm calling in because I'm curious to hear what you guys think a Sweetums reward on Survivor would look like. Oh. Uh, so I would love it if you could give us your best Jeff Probst impression and tell us all what we're playing for. Um, love the podcast. Love all things R-A-J-P. Um, thanks so much, guys. This is the second person we have ca- calling in from Norman, Oklahoma. I was wondering if you know Connor from Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> Answer your uh, question with another question. Yeah, yeah, because everyone seems to be <laughs> from Norman, Oklahoma. But a Sweetums reward. Yeah, what, what would be worth playing for? It's All right. have- <laughs> you want to know what you're playing for? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we got Nutriums. They're from Sweetums. You're going to feast on corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, sugar, and a whole <laughs> bunch of other stuff. Is that worth playing for? All right. I thought so. It's like a rhetorical question. It doesn't really. That cutout is Jeff Probst, Will, just so you know. I recognize recognize Um, him. uh, I like the idea that there are Sweetums lollipops in the merge basket. And then for the Mm. rest of the season, people are just have lollies in their mouth. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I, I know we were talking about like sugar doesn't actually affect people like that, but that feels like a very 
maybe especially like earlier seasons of Survivor of people just like crashing after feasting too much. <laughs> just so, like yeah, everyone's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, like uh, if you see that on Survivor, it's like they get like coffee and and cookies. So it's like it's like sugar, but it's also caffeine. It, well, that's that, how Jay, uh, my season, Jay, after he got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, got the level of sugar rush that uh yeah. they did this episode jumped on our shelter and broke snapped it in two so <laughs> yeah, that I, that I, level well, that of rush be, does exist you know like i just feel like that he's might be somebody who is just like a high energy person <laughs> that like that, that would not like i'm the opposite of that i'm like a super like low energy person like i have probably have to like uh take crack to like you know get that kind of energy but he just might be somebody where his body metabolizes sugar Look in a way under where... under your seat <laughs> yeah. one last time. What? I kind of also like the idea that uh, that Sweetums would do like specific survivor branded reward that is just like well, a gallon barrel of <laughs> sugar. <laughs> That's just like oh, like a, you mean a challenge? Uh, the challenge itself is Sweetums related, is what you're saying? Well, yeah, maybe you're swimming through a little moat of of high fructose sugar? corn syrup. Yeah, I mean, I don't Ooh. know. I, I mean, you know, I these reward these sponsored rewards work. Um, the Outback Steakhouse merge feast. I still think about that. I wasn't even on the season. Uh, I remember when they had herbal essence at an older season. <laughs> they did the herbal essence shower mm-hmm. for some contestants. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in. Norman, Oklahoma is representing quite well. Our next voicemail is number 115. Oh, anonymous. Ooh. Hey, H- Hannah. Hey, Will. Great. Gra- another great podcast this week. Uh, I'm glad to see uh, Will is sticking with his home state Arkansas Razorbacks, even though Hannah has decided to join the 11th ranked Northwestern Wildcats at 5 and 0. Uh more importantly though, my question for this week is for your guest, Rob the Big Boss. Uh maybe it's more of a statement than a question. Mm-hmm. Uh Sports Guy Dad is the most popular person on Pawnee Public Radio except for the host so it he'd be a perfect candidate for a spin-off podcast sports guys dad's podcast um please pitch that to rob and tell him how great i'd be uh he's really thrown us the ball the yeah. sports ball and asked us to pitch it uh Sports Guy's dad is a very popular part of this podcast. He has been mentioned in town hall emails, yeah. voicemails. It's become a whole element. Uh, he really he does a great job of springing us with some relevant sports related questions. Yeah. Every week it evolves. It really is the recreation part of the Parks and Recreation podcast. That's my pitch. What's your pitch, Will? Yeah, I, uh, I. He's the best sports guy, dad, a guy could ask for. Um, mm-hmm. and I think he would. I think he would do us all proud. Um, Is he yeah. sports guy's dad, or <laughs> that his that that he is? A dad and also a sports yeah, guy. Yeah, that's good. He's yeah. sport guy dad, but I think his podcast that was just pitch was sport guy's dad. I like both. Sport, I like both. Yeah. I think it could go, go, go either way. But how do you feel about either sport guy, guy dad yeah. or sports guy? Well, who dad? is the aforementioned sports guy then? Bill Simmons? 
Well, everyone's a who isn't a sports guy. Who you know, we're all sports guys two here. People who know their sports. Mm. Yeah. I also want to. I want to step in and, and offer a quick word of defense for myself when people are asking like who's going to win between two teams that I don't know anything about. I just look at the mascots and imagine a matchup between those. So for me, yes. it was just like a, a fight between a cat and a feral hog, and I I will stick by my choice with Razorbacks. Yeah. Um, so Feral I just like any day. Yeah. <laughs> 30 to 40 to 50. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. For so, simpler times. How are, you, how are you feeling about <laughs> SGD, the spinoff? I think I'd want to hear a little bit more of a premise. Like, uh, definitely, like, Sports Guy Dad is, you know, unmatched talent. But I just would love to know a little bit more about, like, what are we discussing on the podcast? Mm-hmm. That's so fair. So, uh, for the unmatched talent, who I'm sure we'll call in next week, mm-hmm. uh, pitch us your premise very specifically about what will happen each week. Thank you so much, Dad. I love you for calling in. Uh, <laughs> our next voicemail is part of the Connor Club. It's Connor Young, number 116. Yes. Hey, Hannah, Will, and Rob Cicinino. This is Connor Young calling in from Norman, Oklahoma. First, I want to congratulate Hannah's mom on winning the Guinness World Record for the most vertical miles skied in a year. Woo! It's a huge accomplishment and something to be very proud of. Um, next, my question is for Rob. So I know you did the ranking podcast for all-time survivor sponsorships, and it got me thinking about the Sweetums Granola Bar. Is it possible that the granola bar wrapper that was found in the Survivor Amazon was a Sweetums Granola Bar wrapper? And if so, where would we rank it in the all-time sponsorships on Survivor? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Our second yeah. Norman Oklahoma, before you answer his question, um, I yes, congratulations to my mom, who is now the Guinness <laughs> World Records title holder for most vertical feet skied in one calendar year. I wrote female in the initial announcement of it, but she beat the men too. She skied 7,715,800 feet in one year. 2019, more than both the men and women of that year. She is officially a Guinness World Record holder. And everyone should go celebrate record-holding mom. Yeah. How does, okay. how does the but, Guinness but, Book but, of World but, Records check? I mean, do they have to be with her for all of the time that she's no, she, 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 she okay. has a tracker, and then she's able to submit it. It was a long process. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll leave it in the comments Bob. below the specific <laughs> process. Uh, not to interrupt the question that was asked, yes, but uh, thank you, Connor Young. And uh, Rob, take it away. So just to give the backstory that uh, I'm not sure if either of you know uh, this, but when when I played in Survivor, there was a big scandal in my season where the the tribes were divided by uh, men versus women. That's not the part that was the scandal. Uh, but they, the women in their tribe, they were going through, like they had like a box that they put all their stuff in. And then when they were like taking their backpacks out of the stuff, they found a wrapper to a granola bar. And or no, I'm sorry. They found a a unopened granola bar in the thing, and it was like, "Hey, who brought a granola bar into the game?" It must. <laughs> and then they they were fighting over Did this who was air? doing it. Because you know, this I is part of the Cook show. Island. Yeah, this is okay. part of the show. And they were like, "Uh, you're looking pretty sus." And they're like, "It wasn't me. It wasn't me." And like, "Well, we have to vote somebody out of here." And they accuse they accuse one of the women of uh, bringing the granola bar, and to, still to this day. Nobody has ever copped to I was the person who brought in the granola bar. And some people say, oh, production planted it because they wanted 
drama, which I've always sort of said, like, really, this was there? You know. It seems like a weird plan. See, because I started Survivor Cook Islands where the scandal was the theme. Race. The Mm, the theme was race. Well, they split the tribes by race. But yes, so the granola bar, who did they accuse? Who did they vote out? I got to watch this. Uh, I hear you're on it. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) They voted out uh, Janet. Oh, Janet took the fall. Does Janet insist to this day that the granola bar wasn't hers? Yes. Yes, she does. No, nobody why has did they admitted think to it. it. Was grano- why did they think it was Janet's granola bar? Um, I don't know, because she was old, that uh, that they just felt like that she ageism, was... Ageism. Classic ageism. That older women sneak granola bars. Um, So was it a Sweetums... Was the question that was it a Sweetums granola bar? Mm, could they have planted it as product yeah. placement? Could it's possible. My, my, is, this, uh, is this Nick Newport Jr. scandal that made yeah. him mm. run from the spotlight? <laughs> my larger question is, is Sweetums a uh, localized, like regional industry or is Sweetums a national brand? Mm. I would... I think it's more local, but the biggest local thing, almost like the national presence, but locally. I mean, we all know about the Sweden's Mm -hmm. molasses. I mean, they they get into scandals all the time. I believe it it, may maybe statewide. Maybe they're an Indiana brand. Right. Because I I think that that, uh, look, I'm no like Nick Newport Jr., but I kind of feel like that it could. Could Sweden's expand out of Indiana only in terms of their marketing? Yeah, I mean, I think well, they a lot tried of the success, them. Survivor Amazon, yeah. the granola <laughs> bar they planted. I think, I think it 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 feels pretty primed to spread in certainly the Midwest and in, into the South. I think, I think Sweetums marketing would be would be super effective. Right. Although the ad is a little, I think, again to your, the, we didn't see their other commercials. Maybe Ponchburger, which we'll learn about later, will have more mm-hmm. of sort of the advertising that speaks directly to them. But I think the kind of like Pacific Northwest vibe of these uh you know vest wearing golden retrievers i don't know if that would they would have to adjust their marketing strategy if they really want to expand yeah i don't think that's gonna fly anymore yeah checking out a menu for paunch burger oh yeah you guys want to do dinner Mm -hmm. you guys eat (laughs) two hour difference who's hungry (laughs) me constantly well, Connor Young, I hope we answered your questions that this was um, your qu- your question that that this was really Sweetums attempt to expand out of Indiana. Um, our next voicemail will while Rob orders some Ponchburger yeah. is from a new member of the Connor Club. Oh, S O'Connor, a last name. Sinead. Hello, Hannah and Will. Um, my name is not Connor, but my surname is O'Connor. Uh, so I don't know, does that make me part of the Connor Club or um, do I start my own rival O'Connor Club? Uh, anyway, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. But my um, Parks and Recreation question, which is really apropos of nothing, is if you had to go on a road trip and spend a long amount of time locked in a car with one of the uh, Parks and Recreation main characters which would you choose and why um it's a debate i've recently had with my friend and i was wondering what your take on it would be okay i love you guys bye thank you so much for calling in i believe not from norman oklahoma mm. that I, that's not where i think o'connor i think o'connor is like a is like a vip clubhouse within the connor club mm. Ooh. <laughs> whoa 
Stirring up or, some trouble. Or like a <laughs> special treehouse. Um, yeah, making waves. Let me know, Connors and O'Connor, how you feel about it being like a treehouse within the Connor Club. Yeah, maybe but sort it out amongst trip. yourself and then get back to us. Yeah, yeah. You get know? back to us in a group uh, yeah. voicemail. <laughs> Road yeah. trip. One of the Parks and Rec members. Who would it be? I, you know, I think I could, uh, I think Leslie would be the best road trip partner. I've, I've kind of been going through everyone in, in my mind and I think, uh, I think she would plan the best snacks and would have like activities. And, and I'm also someone who I think my road trip, I just went on a, a, a road trip to help my friend move. And <laughs> wow. I was... I you know. were really into the helping your friends move, Will. I guess, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm trying to show that I'm putting <laughs> really my mind in my mouth. Is. My favorite part of this, well, my favorite part of this road trip was getting to spend so much wonderful time with my friend. Um, but also, she was moving um, a lot of really lovely houseplants. So everywhere we stayed involved like carrying a rubber tree into the Airbnb and then to keep it warm during the night, then moving it back out. So it really felt like we moved six or seven times. Um, but I think my role is often like going with the flow and I think Leslie would lay down a pretty sweet flow and then, um, and then I, I would, I would be on board with that. We've I, seen a yeah. few of these characters go on road trips. We see Andy and April go on one. Mm-hmm. Andy sleeps the whole time. Uh, we've seen Leslie. Leslie really plans out the, I think she would be someone who would go the scenic route and also the route to hit the most, you know, like largest pine needle tree wow that was off the top of my <laughs> noggin or you'd you'd end up at a lot of like museums and local history shops along the way um that's a good point so yeah. that would be a part of it i'm trying to think what best person to that's ron a good would point take that driving, all the steakhouses yeah. driving with leslie might might take like a three-day road trip and turn it into three like weeks. a month long yes <laughs> like, like seeing the whole state I'm, yeah, but I've got time. I have some free time, so I think I'll I'll stick with I'll go. I would like to go on a road trip with the uh, the protagonist. <laughs> Rob, who would you hop in a car with? Yeah, this is a good question. Um, I, I feel like Andy would be very fun to do the uh, road trip with. I think that he slept uh, the whole time to the Grand Canyon, hmm. just as a warning. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think that Donna would be good. She would drive. Oh, Donna, you would get to ride in her Benz, but you would not be able to snack in the car mm. on the way. That would be it. That would be difficult. And then, even though I'm not a big Anne Stan, I, I feel like that Anne mm-hmm. Anne is like uh, perfectly fine. She's not going to run <laughs> too hot. Not going to be too cold. Not going to be annoying or anything like that. She's not going to overdo it. I think she'll like uh, keep like pleasant conversation going. I'm sure that uh, you know she's. Be very nice, uh, not have any, she's not too crazy, Anne. Yeah, I mean, Ron, I'm thinking like I would love to him to take me to all the best steakhouses, but I feel like he would have like a no chatter. Yeah, a no (sighs) chatter in the car rule, which might not fly with me. So despite all the museums, I feel like let's go on this like three year road trip with Leslie. Um, Thank you, uh, S. O'Connor, for calling in. Our last voicemail is another Connor. Connor (laughs) R. Wow. They're all showing up. Hello, Hannah, Will, and Rob. This is Connor R. from Washington. Um, I did have a question for you. I was thinking about DJ Roomba and how he's the perfect household appliance. Um, I've always been curious to ask Rob, 
what is your favorite Black Eyed Peas song? This question is obviously <laughs> for everybody. Um, as a massive fan, um, I'm just curious. So, uh, thanks. Love you. Bye. We also forgot in our retelling of the story that the 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 the, the runner that the last scene is. Uh, the ghost of DJ Roomba. Yes. So the, the DJ Roomba with a sheet over its head, following Jerry around playing the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, yeah. We will also be haunted by leaving that out of our recap, but, mm. but hopefully now Black the spirit can be put to rest. Song, Rob. <laughs> so I hope this isn't cheating. If I'm just looking it up, reminding <laughs> myself of the Black Eyed Peas songs, but uh, they do have, you know, uh, while not Bangers. like a amazing, uh, you know, Black Eyed Peas greatest hits album. I don't know if they could fill out the whole, uh, I was going to say CD, but then be like, oh, what's, hey, Boomer, uh, <laughs> with CD. Hmm. Let's see. You uh, got your say, portable DVD player in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say uh, Let's Get It Started, I think, would be uh, number one for me. Um, I have my Black Eyed Peas story. As I went to, this is back when I was in, I think, either high school or middle, I probably high school, not middle school, but I went to a Bruce Springsteen concert. Mm-hmm. And the Black Eyed Peas opened. It, it was like in their prime. This is them at the top of their game, me in high school, you know, early. Now, whatever, whenever that was. <laughs> and um, none of, and they opened, but none of the Bruce Springsteen people knew who they were. None of the crowd that had come from Bruce Springsteen. So they're rocking on stage. Here they are, like one of the top bands at the time. And mm-hmm. the only person who knew what was happening was me. <laughs> Whoa. I remember really liking my humps, my lovely lady humps. Oh, in the back, yeah. in mm-hmm. the back. I think I'm going to go with my humps. Or a- I got a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but only song like yeah. that. Yeah, my they, my they humps is good the, ones. My humps is a song that would just, in terms of the playtime in Arkansas, always came on the radio when my mom and I were driving to my piano lesson, and my mom would always really vibe to it until the lyrics started, and was always surprised when they started singing about, um, you know, their humps, and uh, <laughs> would change the channel. Mm. Uh, but I, but I think so. Yeah, the first twenty seconds of my humps uh, is a family favorite of ours. Banger. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there you go, Connor. Um, thank you to the Connor Club for really showing up. Like we said, we're getting some emails in um, about the raffle, but we'll save those little gems. Um, and. Yeah, those were the uh, town halls of the day. Did you enjoy hearing from our town halls, or do, would you prefer some of the citizens of Pawnee to have called in, Rob? Oh, I mean, I, I, all the Connors are great, and the parents also, so I have to say that uh, the, I, I would enjoy hearing from the citizens of Pawnee, but they cannot hold a candle to the uh, many anonymous voicemailers. <laughs> well, Rob, is there anywhere else that if you know people enjoyed hearing from you, is there anywhere else that people can uh, Yeah, where can people- Find you. You. You, you do anything else right now? Yeah, yeah. Are you up to anything? Yeah, yeah so I've been I've been podcasting over on robhasawebsite.com. I talk about like different uh reality TV shows over there and get to have a, a lot of fun. And then um just uh you know ha- hanging out and uh getting my uh, mashed potatoes on this weekend. <laughs> I think oh, we, we maybe oh. skimmed over this, but I've talked about it before, but the the whole sort of start of this podcast That's what happened. I was about to say. Yeah. Look at us mind-melting. <laughs> I was about page. to say, isn't it funny that... 
This all started with just a comment on a survivor recap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that wasn't even that long we're ago. Out. We're all hanging out. Yeah. That was like yeah, six, seven months back. ago. And, and, yeah. and look, look at you two now. <laughs> all grown up. Mm-hmm. And, it seems, and another podcast has been pitched. So it seems like there's maybe the a scene here. Circle of life. <laughs> yeah. Circle so of few, life. In a few months, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see what sports, sports skies dads. <laughs> what a journey. Yeah, it, it, it was recently, but it feels like 20 years ago because it's been in 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. When so. season 40 was on the air, mm-hmm. I believe. Remember when there was new Survivor? Yeah. And... There's, there's been new Parks and Rec since there's been new Survivor. I know. Who thought? You know what? I think 2020 is the year. We're going to get yeah. no new Survivor, but we're going to get some new Parks and Rec. Yeah, can I ask you two that will will you sure. cover that in the episode in your rewatch after the finale? Will you go? Will you do a, a recap of the quarantine special uh, that they did? Of course. Or is that not canon? It's canon. Mm-hmm. Is that season eight? Yeah. <laughs> Season 7.5. And although I don't remember it at the time, and I don't know what month, I think that was May. Uh, I don't remember Ron Swanson making a a big fuss about masks. I don't know. I don't know if masks had really been uh, a a hot button issue yet at that time. Uh, But yeah, it did not. It did not come up. The mask uh, masking uh, controversy. Yeah, maybe in maybe in the world of of. Parks and Recreation, where sugar is a drug and mm-hmm. whiskey is just juice. Maybe everyone realized that this was just a, a good idea and that making a big deal of it uh, didn't make any sense. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like Pawnee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this, is, this has been a treat. A, a, a nice pre-Thanksgiving, or when you're listening to it, post-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving meal after meal. It's yeah. Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving themed. And because you're you. here, we should probably have a hashtag. We don't really commit to the hashtag thing all the time, but let's do it. What do you what do you want the hashtag to be, Rob? You're the guest. You can you can pick it. Hmm. Um I feel like uh <sighs> hashtag shoelace in honor of uh the great uh <laughs> or or hashtag uh where is Bobby Newport Jr.? I yeah. like both. Let's go with both. Yeah. Um, if you have, hashtag, especially if you have any insight into where he is. Yes. Yeah, this could really let help. us know in your town halls for the next episode. Hashtag shoelace. Hashtag where is Bobby Newport Jr.? This has been a treat. Let's put on our eating pants and yeah. get out of our podcasting pants. It's cold out there. Put on a coat, everybody. <laughs> So to be clear, you have no pants on now, yeah. but you've got a coat on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going to go smoke just... a cigar. Sure. <laughs> well, can I also just say that uh, oh. I'm so proud of the two of you and uh, the podcast, I think, is uh, y- you do such a professional job and I am uh, very, very impressed with uh, just everything that the two of you do on Pawnee Public Radio, and I uh, wish you uh, nothing but uh, more success in the future. Thanks. Ah, thanks that Rob. was really nice. Yeah. No, and, and also, you two make me laugh uh, that uh, that just uh, talking about anything uh, that uh, I, I think that the two of you are so hilarious uh, and uh, it is a treat to get to be here, and I really appreciate you asking me to come on the podcast. Uh, that Rob. was really nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say that uh, 
You are great. And I have said, I said this when I wished you a happy birthday, mm-hmm. but I am so thankful that, you know, we had a friendship over the years because it's been so much fun, like coming on your podcasts and feeling like I get a voice post, you know, reality show mm-hmm. and then it developing into this yes. has just been. Look at you now. Awesome. And yeah. you're awesome. And Nicole's awesome. And um, your kids are pretty great too. And way to go on all that. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm also very embarrassed that I, I didn't realize that you had an Instagram filter on until about like 40 minutes into the recording oh, of this podcast. It's a Zoom filter. Yeah, I'm and you have like earrings f- and you look so, that so you look so chic, but then uh, it was an Instagram filter. Anytime I, anytime I take a sip of my coffee, the headscarf has disappeared. So it's well, funny that, it, that you... Yeah, that's like it disappeared at one point. And then uh, I said, oh, okay, I'm so stupid. Um, Dumb idiot. <laughs> well, no. are you really wearing that flannel no. shirt? No, no. I'm. I recorded in the nude so I can be <laughs> as light on my feet as possible. <laughs> Won't that be a great day when you could just be completely naked on camera, but then yeah. wear filter clothes? What are clothes if not a filter for the world's elements? True. <laughs> yeah, we're all just we're all just filtering ourselves. Yeah, that's all we're doing. <laughs> the last thing is under your seat is the is your car keys to drive on out of here. Wow. So. Yeah, we Thank keep, you. We kept sneaking new oh, stuff under well, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a whole process. Yeah, we yes. hired a little guy. Yeah, he does all of it. <laughs> yes. Wow. You must have like a remote control DJ Roomba that you've just been sneaking stuff in continuously. Yeah. Oh, if you knew it, it was DJ Roomba this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in, listener. Thank you so much for listening to the end of this podcast and for hopefully participating in our raffle. Those are uh, the best people we... that listen to the end of podcast. Anybody can listen to the beginning of podcasts, but it's it's the the best people that listen to the end of podcasts. <laughs> With the most chores yes. to get through. <laughs> yes, or that have walked away from their phone or fallen asleep. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to all yeah. of you. Shout out to the sleepers, to the dreamers, <laughs> to the chore door doers, to the end of the podcast. Here, let's get it's let's time. let's incept yeah. them with pleasant pleasant dreams of you've just you've Sweet won the lottery. Ones. You've won the lottery and now you have money. Although I feel like that when I if I ever have a dream where I've won something and then I wake up, I'm like, oh man. So they should, you didn't win the lottery and then they, no, but then they wake up. How about just, you dream of listening to us, loving you, and you wake up and guess what? We still love you. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) 